The Milwaukee Brewers walk it off two in a row. A new winning streak started yesterday. Josh Hader blew a save last night. All things have returned to what they should be. The As sun was shining on AmFam Field today, back-to-back days. It was meant to be. That's it. We were uh, we were in attendance last night. We broke that slump. Uh, we busted that slump, and now we're uh, and now the Brewers and Scalzo and Brust are off and running, and that's uh, that's all you want to see. As the Brewers walk it off, big Rowdy Telez home run in uh, in in the bottom of the ninth, uh, and they walk it off in the bottom. Of the tenth. The scariest thing about everything that's happened is that our dual betting account is in a positive fashion right now, heading into football season. That's a very dangerous place to be. We're live at the Lake Country Dockhounds game. We'll be throwing out the first pitch. We welcome in uh, our friend, our teammate. You hear him every day, nine to noon, across these very stations. Green Bay Packer Hall of Famer Mark Tauscher. Tauschy, I know you've thrown out a few ceremonial first pitches in your day. What advice do you have? I know Ben's a veteran, too. What advice do you have for me? Should I fire it across yeah. or just a yeah, nice, just easy toss? No, throw it hard. Uh, I don't know how many more opportunities you're going to get to throw to first pitch. Don't lob it. Hey, the people either be great, like George W. Bush did back in at, after 9/11, or be like 50 dying. Cent. I think it was a 50. Carl Lewis did it. I think 50 Cent had a bad one. Be, go big, go big. Either way, that'd be my advice. Hey, quick question like for that. you guys. W- quick question: When you get a scam likely on your phone, you never answer it, right? Never. Well, I don't know what number you guys just called. No, y'all just called me from a scam likely. It says scam likely on my phone right now, and I I didn't answer the first one. And I assume because you're, you know, seven, eight minutes late when we normally go on that it was y'all. So I I risked it, but I don't feel great about it. Uh, I don't know. Josh DiMaggio, are we calling him from the normal uh, old National Bank talking text line? The same number I call Tausch on every single week. That's pro- weird. We should man. probably get That's that figured weird. out, huh? Yeah. Better Either me sorry. or you. Yeah. Well, uh, you might want to save that. You might want to save that number, Tausch, so the next time somebody calls you uh, and, and you're out and about, you're not like, oh, this is a scam. I'm not going to answer <laughs> it. Probably a good idea. That's a really good idea. I'll... Uh, I'll take that under advisement from you boys. All right. Uh, it sounds good. We're talking with Tausch here on Scalzo and Brust. Uh, I don't know how closely you were uh, paying attention to Packerland when you were out there in the, uh, in the Great West, but a lot of conversation around the, uh, this offensive line and the issues that persist there. Um, my concern, and I, it's not a big concern, but uh, is far more around the offensive line than it is around the pass catchers, uh, both tight end and wide receivers. You obviously played offensive line for the Packers, and they've done a remarkable job of plugging in the right holes there. Um, is this something you're worried about if Elton Jenkins and, uh, and Bakhtiari take a little while to get back? Is, that, is, is my fear uh, substantiated? Yeah, it is. And I think, uh, you know, we spent so much time this offseason talking about Devontae and replacing, you know, his catches. And I still obviously think that's a concern. But, you know, you kind of figure Aaron's going to figure it out. The one thing that Aaron Rodgers and any great quarterback can't figure out is if he has no time to throw the football. And, you know, we all thought that this defense was going to be good. We thought that it's going to make a big, you know, a big jump from where it was last year with the new additions of Wyatt and Quay and 
you know, Jerron Reed. But I think we all have kind of slept on this because I thought David Bakhtari would be back. It's been a long time. When he went on the uh, pup list and not, was not practicing in training camp, I think that, that threw up some red flags. But you just assume because of how this group has done the last, really under Brian Gutekunst and Ted Thompson, we've always just plugged guys in. And it's not that easy. When you take two all-pros out of a lineup, it makes the job that much more difficult. And the way all of the reports coming out of Green Bay are that this group is getting whooped, there's leakage, that the defense is winning every day, I think the concern level has to be high. And especially when you start thinking about at Minnesota, crowd noise, Zadarius Smith, Danielle Hunter, that defense with you know not having been able to communicate – I think all of a sudden, uh, you know, for that, whole, for that road opener up there, my concern level is higher than it's been in quite some time with this front. Yeah, Tausch, I mean, Aaron Rodgers talked about it, that he's trying to, like, the best he's trying to do is really get a stalemate with that defense. And he talked about, like, taking lumps as an offense, and I think a lot of us would have expected them to take lumps. My question to you is, you know, he talks about it's going to be easier for them to do you know, better in the in the real thing by taking lumps now. I agree with that only if this defense is as legit as we're making it out to be. Is the, the feel out of Green Bay that, like, this defense is just, like, super legit top five worthy? Otherwise, I'm just like, oh, that's just – I just want to have an offensive line or guys right now, and Aaron Rodgers is losing to that. I'm not really confident about that. Well, I, I don't think you can really make that guess. That's what you hope. You know, if you're Matt LaFleur and your offense is getting whooped every day and your defense stinks, then you've got a big problem on your hands. So uh, I think looking at it, you'll get a better gauge. I don't know how many of the defensive guys are going to play. I think they're, you know, Green Bay's offensive line, it sounds like the guys that are starting right now that are healthy are playing with Jordan Love on Friday night. You're going to get a little taste of that. But, yeah, I, the excitement level of the defense is as high as it's been Probably since 2014 and maybe even since our Super Bowl year, when you start thinking back to all of the talent. I mean, Jason's sitting there for the last hour of our show. He's at practice, and he's raving about seeing a middle linebacker cover the middle of the field like Devondre Campbell did, sprinting and breaking up a pass for, to a tight end down the seam. said he hasn't seen that in forever. So I think when you start factoring all that in, if the defensive ends and outside linebackers stay healthy, I don't think you're going to see a better secondary. Your middle linebacker position is as strong as it's been in a decade, and you have a Kenny Clark and Jerron Reed, and you start just you start looking at the talent on this defense, and you're thinking, man, we have a great chance to be a top five, at worst top ten, and hopefully even better, like a top five defense. And the way the offense is struggling – that's what your hope is, and if it's not, oh, baby, we're in some trouble. Is their weakest spot in a weird way just not having depth on the, on the outside linebacker position? Yeah, I, I mean, I think if you're, if you're trying to figure out what, where there's probably the most concern is if you lose a Rashawn Gary or a Preston Smith, who's going to be behind him? Do you feel good about that depth? You always want to have guys you can rotate in, but I think – from a depth standpoint, what they did picking up Reed and then drafting Wyatt, that is an interior pass rush, which is, I think, with Dean Lowry, who has been a really solid player for this team, 
pass rush wise, you want a little more jiggle wiggle. You want a little more of that what Devontae Wyatt's going to get. And then it's if you keep those edge guys healthy, you feel great about your pass rush. If you don't, then the Ramseys, and you got to start looking at other players stepping up. I don't think you feel as good there. That would be the one thing that you hope you see in these three preseason games are a couple of guys off the edge making some splash plays so you feel pretty good about your depth. Talking with Tosh here on Scalzo and Brust across ESPN Wisconsin. We're live at the Lake Country Dockhounds game. Stop on by tonight in Oconomowoc. I believe it's Wiener Wednesdays. First 200 fans get a $2 Heck hot yeah. Dog. Heck yeah. Nice, Josh. Um, <laughs> Tausche, I believe you were on vacation when the Aaron Rodgers Aubrey Marcus podcast hit. Is that correct? It is, but I did listen to some of it on my on my as we were kind of meandering about, trying to keep up with uh, what was going on, and I thought it was pretty interesting. But then you guys did you? I'm I thought this you was fascinating. Played clips. Yeah, it, it's interesting. Yeah, we played that clips. Have... So, what was the biggest clip that you guys played that you guys talked about? Uh, we talked about a lot of them. We talked about, obviously, his use of ayahuasca, uh, how grandmother ayahuasca helped him find self-love. Um, did you know a number of them. Ayahuasca? Did, did you know about that before this um, podcast? I did, but I usually associated it with like very like Hollywood celebrities. Like I believe Will Smith has done like ayahuasca fourteen times in a year. It obviously hasn't worked out so hot because he got up on stage and slapped Chris Rock in the face. Um, but you know, they're, they're, that's like a very Hollywood trend um, and has been for for the better part of a decade. Yeah, I actually thought it was ayahuasca. I didn't have a clue about it, but I, I think it's just interesting to me. To watch the Aaron Rodgers, I guess, trans, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not transition. The, the kind transformation. Of his, the transformation. Of, transformation, evolution of where he's been from when I met him and knew him back in the mid-2000s to now. He's constantly trying to make himself better. He's trying to do all these different things to find inner peace. And I think the thing that he's finding out is, Football is really important to him, and I, I think the, the the fact that he is putting himself out there, kind of opening himself up and letting everybody know with all the media that he's done, whether it's Big Cat or uh, uh, Sirius XM, it's, he's letting us know how important getting another championship is, and it just makes me believe even more that if he gets it, I think he walks. I think once, if he finds that way to get it done this year, I thought if he did it last year, I think this is going to, if he can find a way to get over the hump, which we all know is incredibly difficult, I think that he is going to walk because this is kind of the last, his last thing that he wants to check off before he gets into doing more of the stuff that he seems to really like in the offseason, which is ayahuasca and kiwaskum and any other waskums. <laughs> kiwaskum. Uh. Uh, Tausch, I did think that was a part of it that was very much overlooked. I mean, he connected the idea of him going through his journey back to the idea of him refinding like his love of football and his love of teammates and actually talked about how it gave him a new perspective on working with the Green Bay Packers and made him more forgiving of the human beings in the Packers and to not be as upset with those folks. And, and I thought that part was largely overlooked because the headline was Aaron Rodgers does psychedelic drugs and people freaked out. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, 
Yeah, I, I agree, and that's always you know you t- you take that just like with his uh, interview with Big Cat, uh, whenever that was dropped this week. I thought the fact that he was talking about Matt Lafleur and the West Coast offense and how much he loves it, and how he's embraced this new system even though it's flawed, and his lack of liking motion. He has just been so open and honest. I think, you know, for as much as we give him grief that he still gives blanks, I, he is really at the point in his life and I think in his career that he is so confident in what he's doing and that he's finding his way and doing the right things for him. It's, it's been really interesting to watch how he's approached that and how he, I, I think, doesn't really give too many blanks about what's going on. Yeah, uh, Tosh, I'm not going to lie. I've thoroughly enjoyed this Aaron Rodgers journey. I know I've been one where you've been like, oh, you don't like Aaron, this, that, and the other thing. But like, yeah, I like 100% you, you appreciate No, You don't like him. If you could be quiet and let me talk, I think this could be a good okay. conversation. But you're going to do All your right. thing. Uh, <laughs> no, I just like, I appreciate how, how open. Excuse me? No, I'm going to tone it back. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I just I appreciate how open he has been in this journey. Whether or not I have like laughed at some of the clips that came out of the ayahuasca conversation with Aubrey Marcus has nothing to do with the fact that like I can feel the confidence that Aaron Rodgers has, and he, even him being open and talking about where the offensive line is, like in 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 position groups and where he has trust and his confidence. Like he is, I can feel how all in he is with the Green Bay Packers. Now, part of me wishes that this journey of where he is right now was kind of where he was as a person the last two years, where they had two really good shots to win a Super Bowl as a team. I'm not saying they don't have that this year, but I'm all in on him finding his journey and finding this confidence because if he is at peace with who he is, it's only going to make the players around him better because he's going to be approaching them in a way that's going to be inclusive like I, I just I really like the way Aaron Rodgers has handled himself the last two months yeah I mean I think he's you've seen that the last couple of off seasons I think he's you know trying to find that right balance for him and all that's great but the bottom line is None of it's going to matter until he wins in January. Like, all this other stuff, this is all great, right? He's got the kumbaya, he loves his teammates, he loves all this stuff. But it, uh, from our standpoint, from a fan standpoint, that's great. But can you get us to another Super Bowl? Can you win a big game in January? That's really what this season is going to be about because we all, I think, we all anticipate the Green Bay Packers winning the North, having a home playoff game, and then – can they get there? Can they find that right balance to get it done? Everything else is pretty much going to just be the same old, same old until that happens. Uh, Tausha, we did also find out in that Big Cat uh, PFT interview that uh, Big Cat goes to you for all of his post games on Pack Attack uh, across ESPN Wisconsin. No, well, why wouldn't he? I mean, that's the that's the kosher and the right thing to do, in my opinion. I just thought, I, I, I agree. Thinking, I I like Big Cat Benny. I know you know Big Cat really well. I know him a little bit. Uh, the fact that he sits in his car for three hours and that's his Super Bowl, the hate watch and hate listen to that, that's what sports – I think that's a great thing from a sports standpoint. And that night was – we took a lot of calls. We took a lot of stuff. And the fact that Big Cat would tell Aaron that and flip it was, I thought, phenomenal radio. I, I was impressed with how that all played out, and I'm – 
I'm thankful that the big cat comes to us when he's looking for his Packer news. As he should. Tosh, anything else for us, or we'll let you go? Yeah, so, Scals, does Benny – just shoot straight, because Benny's going to talk, he's going to talk. He doesn't like Aaron Rodgers. I don't know why he can't just admit he doesn't like him. Why, why do you think he can't admit that? Uh, because I think that every time he gets to a point where he, as he did not long ago, get to a point of, yeah, I really don't like this guy, then Aaron starts winning him back. It's like one of those relationships uh, where you know it's not healthy, but, but there's just enough. Uh, yep, there's just enough okay. that keeps Sorry, Benny coming back sense. for more. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. You guys All figured it out. Good. You two, you two geniuses figured it out. <laughs> well, Benny, uh, let's be honest. You're the most complicated guy to figure out if we're shooting straight. Is that, is that fair? That's why, that's why I relate to Aaron Rodgers really well. <laughs> <laughs> A couple of complicated uh, fellas. Uh, all right. See you guys. Thank you, Tausche. Good to have you back. Listen to Wilde and Tausche every day, 9 to noon, across these very stations, of course. Uh, go to Wisconsin On Demand to check out the Wilde and Tausche podcast and any podcast across ESPN Wisconsin. We are live at the LakeCountry.com's game here in Oconomowoc. Pop on by Wiener Wednesdays. Scalzo and Ross presented by the world's greatest beer, Bud Light. Store in Wisconsin. Four. Kessler's can show you more wedding bands than anywhere, period. Oh, Kessler's can show you some wedding bands. We have wedding bands made from dinosaur bones, meteorites, sustainable hardwoods, and Damascus steel. We've got wedding bands you've never seen, never heard of, never even imagined. And we're happy to customize a ring to your specifications and make it one of a kind. No one but Kessler's. No one but Kessler's. No one but Kessler's. Diamonds. Engagement rings. Wedding bands. And American. America's strongest warranty on diamond jewelry. Welcome to Kessler's. To find the Kessler's nearest you, visit Kessler'sDiamonds.com. The Saganiac Planning Marquette Championship Moment. 2001 Great Alaska Shootout Champions. Dwayne Wade had played only two games before Marquette beat Tennessee, Indiana, and Gonzaga in Anchorage. After those three wins, the world knew about D-Wade, Microwade, and Tidal Wade. Eleven players on the all-tourney team. Marquette won the tourney. Gotta have a few on that team. Nope. Dan Dickow from Gonzaga, TJ Ford from Texas. Among the other ten, Marquette's only player, Dwayne Wade, tournament MVP. 2001 Champions.